Welcome to episode number 133, Helping Youth with Emotional Difficulties. I am your host, Damon Soka. Today's episode comes from a question at a regional church meeting. Now, the question was simple, sincere, and in many ways profound. How can we help our youth who are struggling with emotional difficulties? The question is one that is broader than I would normally approach, as I tend to limit my responses to mental illness. However, the question deals with a subject that is difficult to divorce from mental illness, because in many ways, a temporary emotional difficulty feels the same as a mental illness, and the remedies really aren't that much different. Now, if you find my discussion helpful today to you, and then pass it along, social media or otherwise. When I approach this subject with individuals and groups, my first question can be surprising, but its importance cannot be overstated. If I ask you how you work through your own personal emotional difficulties, what would you tell me? Now, if you don't exactly know, you're actually in good company. Many of us, many individuals, have developed coping mechanisms long ago that they use, but don't know that they are using them. What I also find regularly falls into the control camp. I learned to control my emotions, and yes, I use the air quotes there, which for most people means I repressed them and buried them deep. Many of us have actually learned emotional management from our culture, and most cultures pressure individuals, seriously pressure individuals, to act in a certain way when it comes to emotional management. Now, the problem is, is that culture generally tells us what it wants to see, but doesn't necessarily tell us how to manage our emotions. We hear words such as, why are you crying? Why are you so emotional? Why aren't you happy? You have a great life man up or woman up. Now, while we don't necessarily hear those exact words, we have all experienced the world's version of emotional control or management. The problem with the world and the culture is that it only really is concerned with outward management of emotions. And they really don't tell you, really don't care to tell you or show you how to accomplish it. We have a similar version to the world and the church. Simplistically, it goes like this. If you live the gospel, pray, read the scriptures, attend the temple, serve others, then you should not be unhappy, sad, confused, upset, thinking evil thoughts or feeling evil emotions, and so forth. It's the wickedness was never happiness mantra. We also tend to have an underlying message that tears or emotion are not acceptable within the church that we should control these emotions. In the world and at church, we truly teach and model that we should be happy all the time. We model how to mask our emotions and how to press them down far enough that they don't show in our body language. In some ways, it is no wonder our youth struggle so much. I don't think that youth have somehow changed over time to be more sensitive or to have more emotional struggles, or that mental illness has somehow exploded in our society. Certainly, they deal with much more mature content much earlier in life than past generations, and that has an effect and is problematic, but they are no different than past generations. The prophet has even stated that they were reserved for this time and that they have been taught the lessons they need for this life before they came to earth. The issue is that we have learned a great deal about emotional management and the dangers of repression 
and the need of appropriate expression. And these youth somewhat understand that. Now let's return to that question I originally spoke. How do you work through difficult moments in your own life? Because that is how you will teach those around you to work through their emotional difficulties. You cannot teach that which you have not learned yourself. If you desire to help youth to learn how to work through emotional difficulties, you may actually have to do some research and learning about emotions and feelings and the appropriate management techniques that go with them. Most of us, including those of us who suffer, have limited understanding when it comes to emotions and feelings. Even individuals with mental illness and emotional difficulties often have limited understanding about their own illnesses. We don't often talk about our feelings, except in limited ways, and we really don't talk about the difficult, powerful emotions that we feel. So where do you even start with this research? I recommend that you start with both medical understanding, meaning the world of psychology and psychiatry, and in conjunction with the world's perspective, that you study what has been said by the prophets and the scriptures. You will find both enlightening if you study them in the appropriate way. The first thing that I will tell you as a member of the church is that the world of philosophy is devoted to the natural man emotions. Yes, they do touch some of the spiritual ones, but often more in limited ways. Most psychologists, unless they are members of the church, do not perceive us to be spiritual beings living in a mortal life. And so they err in a number of ways that will be obvious to someone with a good understanding of the doctrine. When I think of someone like Sigmund Freud, very famous in the psychological world, I see a man recording what he sees of other mortal men and women, natural mortal men and women. He recorded what he saw of the natural man without the benefit of spiritual understanding. And so you see him recording the powerful emotions of sexuality, survival, and individualism that comes with being in a mortal fallen world. Yes, we possess those emotions, and they are powerful, but that is only a portion of the emotional story. What I am saying is that we need to be careful when we research the philosophies of men in the psychological world. Now, having said that, having said to be careful, the world of psychology is very important because it is a major part of our lives and there exist many good and powerful tools to help others with emotional difficulties. What you should not do is to emphasize the mortal physical over the spiritual. You should also research emotions and feelings from the perspective of the gospel. This is something we don't typically do. As you view the scriptures from this perspective, a whole new world will open to your eyes. We are, by our very nature, both spiritual and mortal emotional beings. Everything we do, and I mean everything we do, say, and think, revolves around our emotional state. Even something as simple as faith is actually an emotion. Faith is a motivating force that causes action. This is actually one of the definitions of an emotion. Faith coupled with a true belief in a Savior and a loving Father in heaven is an emotion and can be developed to such a strength and power that it can be said of someone like Captain Moroni that the very power of hell would have been shaken forever. The scriptures talk of things like men are that they might have joy. 
the very purpose of existence in some ways is seeking out this emotion of joy. The Spirit of the Lord works through our spiritual emotions and brings to our souls peace, comfort, charity, happiness, a quieting of the mortal emotions, and really so much more. The scriptures are replete, full of examples of emotions, and are intended to teach us what those emotions can be if we develop them through the various means by which the Lord has provided. What we don't often talk about is how prayer, scripture reading, temple attendance, and service is intended to teach our souls about emotions and the power in their lives. So the very first thing we should do to help the youth is to understand emotions and feelings and how we personally work through emotions and how we should be working through our emotions. That will take some study thought, and prayer. For me, it has been very enlightening to listen to podcasts and read books about how our brain works and what science and the scriptures can tell us about this interface between our spiritual and mortal. When you view the scriptures from the perspective of feelings and emotions, and you couple that with what science has learned, you will then be able to begin to help those around you who are suffering. Now, just as a side note with some of that research, there are some helpful articles and tools found on the church library. You can find in that, again, Gospel Library app. They are very, fairly generic, but actually can be a pretty good starting place. In that research, it can be helpful to understand the various signs that accompany mental and emotional illnesses and distress. While you are not likely going to be a trained psychologist those signs actually can be very, very helpful to you in understanding youth who suffer from them. Most youth that suffer will fall into the anxiety and depression spectrums with the occasional bipolar difficulty. Yes, there are many other mental illnesses, and I am not asking you to diagnose someone. But knowing the signs can be very beneficial to helping someone help themselves, because that is really all you can do. Help someone help themselves. That is actually incredibly important to remember. One of the things we cannot do very well as mortals is to step outside of our emotional state and see what we are feeling or what is occurring in our lives. Emotions truly are the reality through which we see life. Many people do not see emotion this way, but you would not get out of bed, take a shower, eat, read scriptures, or truly do anything without your emotions. So one of the things we can do to help youth is to help them understand what they are feeling and to help them see the emotional difficulties. Now, I know that is a strange thing to think, that we cannot see outside of our own emotions, especially when those emotions are terribly difficult. But the truth is, is that we need others to help us to see. Now, for instance, my wife started to feel postpartum depression after our sixth child because she had never experienced it before although she had seen all of the signs in me regularly in my suffering with bipolar she did not know what she was experiencing often emotional difficulties come upon us more slowly and again they are the reality in our bodies in our minds not some sideshow and so we can be terribly depressed or anxious without understanding that we are terribly depressed and anxious. 
I personally started asking those questions we all do when we see changes in someone we know. Are you feeling okay? Is something wrong? Her answers were, no, I don't think so. You see, nothing external had changed in her life where she could point to. Her current emotions were her reality, and she had certainly birthed children before this one, so she could not see the emotional changes in her life. But I could. Finally, finally, truly, I recognized the signs of depression in her, and I asked her if she wanted to see a doctor. Of course, she said no. She didn't see anything necessarily wrong. I said, I think that you need to. Ultimately, I made the appointment, and I actually drove her to the doctor. What she said after the diagnosis, after a diagnosis and some medication, I had no idea how bad I was. This will be true for almost everyone. She could not see her serious depression until the medication changed her emotions rather suddenly. Even I, someone who had experienced mental illness all of my life and depression, had waited too long, and I didn't see the signs as I should have. This is where we can be most helpful, helping others to see their emotional difficulties, because they can't see the forest through the trees, and even if they can, they will be unable to motivate themselves to get help. Often, like myself, individuals who suffer have to get to the point of suicide or other extreme reactions before they actually seek help. We don't really need to let them get that far if we are educated about the signs of emotional distress. Now, not every youth will have mental illness, but most all of them were going to deal with difficult emotions from time to time. But understanding those signs of emotional distress, which actually closely mirror those of emotional illness, can also be very helpful. The question is what to do with that information. With my own children, who have had various issues with mental illness, I have been able to see those signs and get them the help they need. And this has been a combination of management tools and techniques, and that included medication and therapy and a variety of other tools. However, when we are working with other parents' children, they will need to, they will need to work differently. Although more accepted in our society, many parents do not believe or do not want to believe in mental or emotional illness, and even less in medications that are helpful. If we are concerned about a particular young man or young woman, we can talk with them personally about what we see, but we should be talking with their parents as well. Even if they don't believe, we can help them to see the struggles of their youth, and we can talk about strategies to help strategies to help them if we are educated about emotional illnesses. Mental illness still has a significant stigma attached to it, and many parents will struggle with a diagnosis or even getting a diagnosis for their child. We should do our best to help educate them with what we are seeing and talk about what can be done to help. In the end, it will be the parents' decisions that make the difference. Ultimately, if the youth has a mental illness, temporary or more permanent, their parents will be their lifeline for help and maintaining therapies to manage the illness. We should leave the diagnosis to the medical professionals, but that doesn't stop us from seeing those important signs and getting those youth to the place where they can obtain the help they need. One thing I will state 
fairly emphatically is that an individual's spiritual growth will be very limited if they are suffering from an unmanaged emotional illness. That I know from experience. This also includes those more temporary types of difficulties that come through even hormonal changes in the body or trauma. When we are suffering serious anxiety, depression, and at times even mania, the spirit will have great difficulty speaking to us, and it is the spirit that teaches us. My final note for today, as I am going to continue this discussion over my next couple of episodes, is about emotions. We should teach our youth that emotions are important in our lives, not just important. Emotions are what motivate us, keep us safe, keep us healthy, and are a vital part of our spirituality. We should not fear them or be ashamed that we have emotions and feelings. Yes, there are appropriate ways to express those emotions and feelings because we all can't throw ourselves on the floor like a two-year-old and scream and throw a fit because we didn't get our way. But we do need to express our difficulties. Teaching youth to express emotion in appropriate ways is important. Very important because our minds and bodies can be taught to use and express our emotions in healthy and effective ways. More often, we simply teach repression of the emotions and, unfortunately, masking. For those who do not know what masking is, it is the art of behaving outwardly as though we are feeling one way while feeling very or entirely different on the inside. Most of the time, we model happy masking, putting on a pleasant outward expression while suffering on the inside. That is very different from teaching how to express feelings. We can train our minds and bodies to express those feelings in healthy ways, allowing for the feelings and the expression, not repression. If you look to the scientific knowledge and even our spiritual knowledge found in the prophets and the scriptures, repression is not a healthy form of management and can cause serious emotional issues, including mental illness. We should not teach repression, but appropriate expression. Youth need to be taught that it is okay to feel sad, upset, troubled, confused, overwhelmed, and even anxious and depressed. These are normal emotions, not some type of evil inflicted upon their minds. We would never know true happiness if we could not feel true sadness and depression. We would never know, never truly feel at peace unless we were also at times a little unsettled. These emotions are important to our development, physical and spiritual, and fighting them and repressing them will actually only cause serious issues down the road. What we need to be able to do is recognize them and work through the difficulties, whether the emotion is more random or can be associated with an environmental influence, like an accident. We need to teach that to weep and to cry is normal and that we should not be ashamed of it. It allows emotions to flow out of us and helps us to deal with those difficult, strong moments. We should also teach that through the Spirit of the Lord, and with the help of the spiritual, we can learn to work with the mortal and natural man emotions and to bring them into management. Many emotions and desires, if left unchecked or unmanaged, lead to serious difficulties spiritually, emotionally, and even physically. I don't think that is a revelation to anyone, but it is important to teach the youth how to manage their emotions and desires and that it can be a process rather than a one-time event. 
Often, many desires are associated with sin, and youth can believe themselves to be evil or sinful because they feel a certain desire. Feeling a natural man desire is part of being a natural man or woman, and it takes time to bring those feelings into a good state of management. It is not a sin to feel certain desires. It is a sin to act upon them. But as youth are learning emotional management, they will make mistakes. And it is important to help them see that repentance is a process and that it can take effort and time to bring some emotions and desires into a managed state. Most of all, it is important that they understand how much their Savior and Father understand them and desire them to succeed. They understand the difficulty of managing the natural man and all his or her tendencies, and the Savior and the Father desire greatly to help. Most of the time, the youth simply need to ask for that help and to do their part, and the Lord will come with all his power to help. Now, you might have to show them how the Lord is helping them, because the Lord works line upon line and in small, what could seem to be coincidental ways, but the help is always there. We should remember that we came here to experience mortal bodies and to learn, and that learning is more often a process. Now, next week, we will move into ways that we can teach youth about emotions and feelings and how to manage those feelings. Until next week, do your part so that the Lord can do His.